What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today, our special guest is Andre Dominguez. How's it going, guys? Hi, Andre. So I thought we'd start this episode off by talking about keeping film alive just in general. So before we get into that, though, I do want you to – can you introduce yourself to our listeners and kind of give everybody a background on who you are and what you're about? Absolutely. So my name is Andre Dominguez. I am a senior business administration student at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill uh, with a marketing concentration. I started shooting film my freshman year of college. I you know, was interested in kind of, you know, taking better pictures than I could take with my phone. So bought just like a, an entry level DSLR and for some reason was having a, a really, really hard time understanding the, you know, the, the, the very basics, you know, of, of exposure. It was too many things to, to deal with. So a buddy of mine that uh, that does shoot film, you know, recommended, why don't you, you just pick up a, a cheap, you know, film SLR and then you'll only have two variables to deal with just your aperture and your (laughs) and your shutter speed and uh, while that sounds simple enough you know it it actually ended up helping me quite a bit Uh, I brought my little Nikon FE uh, with me to New Orleans when I was doing my internship down there at the uh, public defender's office and I think I only touched my DSLR maybe once or twice in the in the span of 10 weeks down Mm. there in, in Louisiana all the rest of the time was just all shot on film uh, on 10 rolls of, of Kodak Tri-X. And uh, the minute I got back to, to North Carolina, I just brought all my, my film to my local camera store, which uh, I'd love to talk about later. I uh, got it all developed, 10 CDs worth of, of images, 360 CDs, beautiful yeah, black and white get, images. I used to get my <laughs> images back on CDs too. Now they just we transfer them. That's funny. Yep. 
And then, you know, just putting those CDs in the computer and looking at the images that I hadn't been able to see in months, I was hooked. And, you know, the rest is, as they say, history. That's <laughs> nice. That's funny that you that you bring up like the not really understanding shutter speed and aperture, because like for me, that's what I learned on film. So like you had to get that right. So you had to know that basic information. Like nowadays, people just could set their cameras to like a program mode and be totally fine and get great stuff. Yeah. So that's interesting because it confused me back in the day for sure. I remember that being like, but so the smaller the number, the bigger the hole? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I remember when it all clicked for me. I was just doing same thing. I was doing portraits. Even even when I was in, you know, photography in high school, I I was I think I was solely in that class because there was a cute girl in it. And (laughs) I wasn't really, you know, I I paid attention. I made some cool photos. You know, I, I just totally forgot all that stuff. And time passed got into digital photography, had that whole experience. I'm not going to go deep into that. But um, <laughs> once I once I was doing portraits with film, with lighting, I it all clicked. Like the whole, you know, the triangle, the exposure triangle. It was just like, oh, so if it's a higher ISO, you don't need, you know, such a wide aperture. You can kind of stop it down. And this is more in focus. And, you know, your shutter speed stops motion. Like it all mm-hmm. just kind of like, Mm-hmm. clicked one day and that was youtube for me because i hadn't taken you know ah. any photography classes whatsoever mm-hmm. um i just looked up a bunch of youtube videos of very early on um stumbled onto onto you know some of matt day's videos and you know granted yeah. he doesn't you know necessarily talk about things like as basic as that but as soon as i had a rudimentary grasp of you know the the fundamentals of photography I was very much interested in, you know, like more of sort of the creative side. And so I started you yeah. know, looking for, for videos uh, that talked about sort of the, you know, the, the creative side of photography, you know, the motivations of, you know, like why you shoot different things. And for some reason, the, the videos that I was finding and the people that I was finding that were talking about those things were all film photographers. <laughs> yeah, yeah for you, real. you did not see the same thing with digital. It was all about mm-hmm. the gear. And I love gear, but the digital photographers oh. were all talking about, you know, off-camera lighting and, you know, this camera yeah. with blazing fast autofocus and ISO, whereas the film photographers were saying, like, you know, this was a project that I worked on for the past few months. You know, this is how I put together my zine, you know. This yeah. was the inspiration behind it. And you just didn't see that in the in the digital photography videos on YouTube at that time. That's so funny to think about. It's like two different worlds almost. Absolutely. It truly is. It truly is two different worlds. And it that's I, I never looked at it like that until you just said that right there. Because that's that's the truest thing in the world. Because all the all the popular like digital photography channels, all, all they are just regurgitating the latest, greatest new camera that's coming out. And they make you feel you know, a lot less than, and that's, that's why I had to get out of that whole, you know, circle of feeling like I, you know, like I was nothing. And I, I don't like that feeling. I don't think anybody Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you come across Matt Day, you come across the film photography project, you come across, you know, oh man, there's so many good, you know, film photography, especially now related YouTube channels and stuff like that. And it, it, it's all passion based, you know, personal projects and, and worrying about, you know, framing, like always working yeah. on stuff like that, like the important stuff, not the, you know, not the bells and whistles. Yeah. And as many instructional videos that you can have on, you know, the, your Adorama TVs and things like that, mm. I've learned so much more from, you know, 
folks like you two from, you know, Matt Day and, and uh, Nick Mayo, like, that's where I've, I've gained the, the most uh, of my, you know, not only knowledge about, you know, how to take pictures, but why to take pictures. And I think that's, right. that's yeah. more important than, than the, the how, because, you know, Chris does amazing things with her, you know, automatic Yashica T4s. You know, the camera, the camera <laughs> is doing say. some work, yeah. but, you know, it's, it's all of those creative decisions behind it that, that make the, the photos. And you don't, you don't see that with the digital channels. Yeah, I was thinking no. about my YouTube as we were talking about that. And, like, I, I tried to do, like, one camera review. And I was just like, <laughs> it was my my contacts you want. I was like, I just like it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, my YouTube channel isn't probably won't ever be, like, that type. It's just going to be me, like, shooting and talking about the stuff that I do like. But it'll never be, like, a review type thing. Which, yeah. Which is fine. I think there's a place for everything. I try really hard not to take it there. <laughs> You know, it, it, YouTube is such a such a, a wild beast to be to amount to something on there. You have to kind of like feed to the masses and camera reviews and, you know, how to develop C41 is is I get asked to do a video on that stuff or to review yeah. cameras all the time. And it's just like, guys, like I just I don't. I don't want to, you know, there's, if you want to find it, there are so many videos on YouTube about that stuff. Like it's out there. You don't need my take on it. Right. Probably because I'm doing it wrong too. I don't want to show you what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gearing up to do um, my developing part two. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm still working on finishing the role. So I'm so sorry. It's taking forever. But I was thinking like, I'm just going to do it. And then I'm sure people are going to be like, you well, you should have let that you should have agitated yeah. oh, for yeah. longer. And I'm like, I don't, but I just want you guys to hang out with me while I do, I do this again for the first time. You know what I mean? Like, it's just meant to be exactly. a fun thing. So we'll see how that goes. I'm super excited. You know, it might be a, a suggestion for you, Chris. So I know that I'm harking so much on, on, on Matt Day, but you know, he, he has been a, a super influential, just part of, of my life in photography. But I personally love the, the videos that he put out where it was just kind of a conversation while he, you know, yeah. developed. Uh, so it was, I think it was like answering questions, but it was just like, you know, as if you were in the room with me as, you know, right. developing film, what kind of conversations would we have about film photography? Not an instructional video because yeah. there's, there's hundreds of those. Yeah, for real. I That's love that point. idea. Plus, dude, the, the little teases you've been putting out, Chris, is so good. Like, I'm just, like, biting my nails I, I off was, like, waiting for the video them out, to come. And I was like, this is – I'm going to build this up too much, and it's, like, not going to go right again. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> oh, man, I messed it up again. <laughs> the teasers be I've, been, I've been putting out are from a role I – from I was looking back to when I actually, like, shot that role, and it was three years ago now. Wow. I developed one role, and it took – it was I was with a, me and two friends, and it took me forever to figure out all the math – and then I don't know what happened. The role somehow just got all warped. And I was like, maybe I think I'll just not do this. This isn't for me. <laughs> I am sighing such a huge sigh of relief. And you know why? Because as soon as you would put that, that picture out, um, you know, my first thought goes to, oh, no, I sent her a broken developing Oh, tank. no, 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 no. <laughs> Lights leaking in. It's ruined. She's going to waste so much film on it. No, no. That is so funny. Oh, man. That was from a failed attempt quite a while ago. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> See, that's, like, again, like, that's what I love about this community. I mean, Andre, like, that's how, you know, we've we've come together through 
through like Matt Day and other yeah. stuff like that. And then through these podcasts, through all, I mean, it's just nuts how many people I talk to on a daily I basis know. I about like, stuff. I have so many friends I've never met. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, see that here's the thing, what I've been doing and I, and you know, I, I mentioned before, I hope that the posts aren't like annoying the people on both the analog talk and the, we believe in film groups, but you know, if I ever have a free moment, uh, if I'm developing some film or, or scanning, I'll go ahead and throw it on there. You know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, nobody's available at that time. But just a simple message on on any kind of platform where you know that uh, that film photographers sort of congregate being like, hey, you know, I'm going to be developing and scanning some some film. It's you know going to take a few hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can always listen to music, but. Why not take the opportunity to to put some feelers out there, see if people want to you yeah. know hop on a video chat. I've had the opportunity so cool. to meet I think like five or six people in the past couple of weeks, just you know sitting here next That's to so my awesome. scanner, you know scanning away on my V six hundred, and then just meeting uh, folks like Stephen Byrne and uh, I talked to uh, Voitech this week and uh, Joey Delgadillo. Oh, dude, Voitech like, is the man. Oh yeah, Voitech's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Timothy and I were talking about how, like, you're a champion of the the community. I feel like we could always oh, well, count on you, you to bring us all together. Don't ever feel like, you know, you're you're posting too much or whatnot. Because, I mean, that is honestly why both of those <coughs> Facebook groups are are there. You know, yeah. we're there for community. It's there for, for whatever, man. Like, we need a platform. We need a voice to... You know, to talk about things. I, up until just, you know, this past year, I have only been a part of a couple groups on Facebook and, you know, was, was scared just because of, you know, it, it's real easy to feel like an idiot at times where it's like, you know, somebody knows something that you don't know and you feel uncomfortable asking and whatnot. It's a sad feeling, feeling like that. And then along came, you know, these podcasts and meeting Chris and meeting you and stuff like that. You know, like it, it's just there's finally I have friends to t- and plus in this area, too. I have like one person that shoots film in my area. Yeah. You know? And he he's busy a lot of the time so it's kind of hard to like match our schedules up and go shoot but i don't even need that like i can just hop on my phone and you know jump on a facetime with one of you or text chris or text yeah you know any it's just nuts like it's i don't know man it's just really cool i'm, yeah. I'm super excited about everything like i'm getting a little weepy right now. it's a warm and fuzzy Aww. feeling for sure it is it is <laughs> it's just been a really good good year absolutely and I think one of the, you know, the, the things that I'm going to be most sad to, to lose when I uh, when I graduate, I'm going to be graduating in uh, in December of, of 2018, uh, is that my local camera store, shout out to, to Southeastern Camera over in, in Carborough, North Carolina, uh, <laughs> just the the most, you know, dynamic group of, of uh, guys and gals there uh, with tons of years of experience. Uh, you know, Brady, our lab manager, okay. has been, you know, doing professional, you know, developing and printing for decades, all the way down to, you know, people my age that, uh, or slightly older than me that, that work in the store. Um, my buddy, uh, Matthew Booth and, uh, and Wilson Herlong, um, they, even in, in such a, a small kind of little college town, like I'm in, they provide such a fantastic, um, resource. Uh, that's where I first started, you know, sending my film to get developed and scanned. And it's become sort of my second home. You know, if I'm taking oh, a break from studying, if, I, if I'm taking a break from studying, you know, I hop in my car and drive over there. I Now that I'm developing and scanning at home, I don't have anything to, to drop off there. But just to sort of, you know, talk to the guys there, you know, see what cameras are in the in the cases, you know, 
uh, every once in a while, you know, buy some film from them to, to support them. So mm -hmm. it's, it's fantastic. And I'm going to be very, very sad to, to move away from here and, and no. lose the ability to just walk in the store on like a, on a Saturday yeah. morning and just chat with them. Hopefully you'll find it in the, the online community still. Oh, absolutely. Fill oh. that void. We're not, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was bummed. I had a, my local shop. It was just a small little mom and pop shop, you know, had overpriced everything, <coughs> but they were cool with me. They, they hooked me up with like the, you're here three times a week discount. Like we, <laughs> when they closed down, they were just like giving me so much stuff. Like, just like, here, take these. You need filters for that. We have lenses in the back that we're never going to take this. Grab some film. Oh, you want to buy some stuff? Everything's 50% off for you. And I'm just like, oh man, like, and I was so bummed when I lost, I lost them about a year and a half ago, almost two years. And when that little store, I mean, we still have like the big store, you know, it's like the big digital hardcore mm -hmm. camera store down here. They, they carry film and stuff like that, but it's just not the same as that quaint little. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's Photoshop. Different. I mean, they taught me so much. They, you know, they hooked me up with my first set of, you know, black and white film chemicals and my developing tank and taught me about different kinds of papers, what the RC mm -hmm. paper is, warm tones, cool tones, you know, it was just nice to have somebody face to face and go pick up coffee, go to the shop, stand around and just, you know, shoot the crap for a while. And, and the number of times that, you know, I've just kind of stayed and, you know, they're, they're subtly like turning off the, the lights, you know, about to close oh, and I'm yeah. still having a <laughs> chat with one of the employees and then I kind of like, I'm looking at my watch and it's already 6.15 and they close at 6 and I'm just like, Ooh. probably should start leaving now, but don't really want to. <laughs> Man, that's too funny. Real. So Andre, can we swing back around to kind of the topic of this episode and keeping film alive? Can you talk about the project you have going on right now? Five or six months ago on YouTube, I stumbled across the videos of a of a nice gentleman by the name of Robert Hamm. He's a full-time wedding photographer based out of uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And uh, on, you know, I think it was, uh, you know, stuff about Instax for, for professionals, you know, like is the Instax uh, emulsion usable for professional photographers? And so being film related and, you know, being an interesting topic, I decided to click on it, you know, subscribe to his channel, just a really, really cool guy, very, you know, laid back and conversational um, style and uh, over the course of you know a couple months he started dropping hints about the fact that he was uh, developing a new camera and that it was going to be a box camera mm. and so I just shot him a, a, a comment on on YouTube and just said like hey I'd love to hear more about the the camera you know let's let's talk and so kind of fast forward uh, a few months later I actually started working for uh, the ham camera company as it's called and we are really, really getting close. Probably, I'm not going to put an exact date, but very, very soon, uh, going to be launching our uh, Kickstarter of the New Box One, a fully, you know, modern, modular, 3D printed box camera that shoots wow. beautiful 120 film in a six by nine negative. Oh my gosh, oh, that's so six cool! Six by nine? Oh, I didn't realize it was six by nine. That oh, is yeah. so exciting. That is so exciting. When is it going to launch? I would say very. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, just I say know. very <laughs> soon, but uh, in 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 around January, February ish is when we're trying to shoot for. That's Man, great. That's so soon, mm -hmm. so soon. Man, I saw you sent me over an email of some of the specs and paperwork and all that stuff, and it just looks, it looks amazing. Like yeah. It, 
it's got a it's got a definite stylish look to it. It's it's got like a modern, you know, it's not your chunky, you know, old school dusty one that you find at the the antique store for ninety dollars for no apparent reason. Absolutely. Some of the you know the, it's nice. Some of the pictures that we've been putting out on on social media and things. I, I think one of the pictures that was in our media kit that we distributed um, out to you know some of the the main film photography news outlets featured kind of that that bright. Um, blue uh you know cyan yes, yes. uh color and i i personally love that color being 3d printed you know we can you know print it in whatever color and you know paint it in whatever color the three you know colors of of the actual company are are cyan magenta and yellow um, so some of the ones that we've been seeing uh on on social media and putting out there have been those colors and we've actually had a lot of questions of people saying like you know that's great but you know does it come in black being a street <laughs> photographer, being a street photographer, I completely understand that question. Yes, it will come in black. It yes. will come in all, you know, colors and finishes. Um, but we're oh also my God. really I'm just looking, I'm... trying to, you know, encourage uh, sort of like a, a DIY and, and modding community. You can repaint it whatever you want. You know. Oh, that's cool! Like put stickers and stuff, and absolutely, it's a blank that's canvas. That's so cool. I'm looking at the photos of it right now as we speak, and it looks really cool. We'll have to, we'll definitely have to share it out on Instagram if that's okay with you. Like, yeah, sure, go it ahead. It looks really cool. I, I'm really digging the yellow. The yellow really stuck out to me. I'm, I'm like loud and bright like yeah. that, though. I need <laughs> the blue is <laughs> really cool too, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes, guys, we're definitely gonna post all the information as mm-hmm. as uh, this gets pushed out because this is this is exciting. This is really yeah. cool. And unlike you know your. Uh, your grandpa's old Kodak brownie. Obviously, we've taken a lot of inspiration from cameras like those, but uh, one of the biggest things that that Rob, as the the lead designer, was able to do was to you know add a bunch of improvements that make it a much more usable camera in 2017 compared to to what we're used to. Uh, a box camera is in itself uh, a you know a point and shoot camera. It's going to have a, a right. viewfinder yeah, for yeah. portrait orientation and landscape orientation. Our uh, shutter speed is going to be around uh, one two hundredth of a second instead of like the you know one thirtieth of a second like a bunch of the the older ones. So yeah, you're going to yeah. be able to mm-hmm. use it for for things like street, which I'm super excited about, and you know handhold it with more confidence that you're not going to get any you know motion blur in, in terms of shaking the camera itself. It's just nice to know that it's it's new. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and you guys will have. There's going to be tech support, and there's going to be if you have a problem with it, it's not like it goes in the trash can. Right, it's like right. it's a new company. It's not. I heard somebody getting upset about the the reflex camera. They're just like, well, why are they making a new camera? It's because we need them. Oh my god, don't even yeah, get yeah. me started. I text. Sorry, Tim. I was gonna say I texted you this morning. Was like, there's this camera that I was looking at, black Canonet, and I was like, what do you think? Yeah, and he yeah. was like, the first thing he, I didn't even see it. He was like, the shutter doesn't work or whatever was wrong with it. I'm like, man. <laughs> like, this is why we need cameras because yep. we need people that are still there making them and fixing them and keeping film alive, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, there are, you have a guy who fixes yeah. cameras. Chris, but sometimes you know, he can't, he like can't like fix, he can't people... fix everything. I have a, a Yoshika that he couldn't fix, which is very sad. Yeah. I've got a Nikonos 5 that's been in the shop since, uh, when was my surgery? February of 2017. And it's, it's, he's still trying Man. to work on it. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just, you know, somebody might be able to fix it, but some they also might not be able to find the right. parts for it and stuff. You know, like, it's just, we need, we need, need, need new film cameras. Like, I want a shelf of brand new stuff, too. Like, yes, 
We love the classics. Don't get me wrong. But that flex camera looks cool. It does. There's a lot of really neat things about it that I'm, you know, I'm pretty, pretty into about it. Especially that it has Bluetooth and it does like all kinds of like memory saving of, I mean, that's, that's a whole other subject, but like, I I love my, I love my shoot film co uh, photo memo to, to name drop one of, one of Mike's products. But uh, (laughs) a lot of times, you know, if, especially if I'm shooting 35 millimeter, I, you know, I'm shooting at a a more or less rapid pace and don't have the time to kind of, you know, pull out my, my photo memo notebook and like, you know, take notes on like what aperture I shot that with so that later when I'm curious, you know, I want to know that stuff. If the if the Bluetooth thing is going to be sending oh, yeah. EXIF data, that's that's an awesome thing that no that other phone so camera cool. does. Right. I still love the old the old fashioned way of writing things down, but you know, to take one step because I don't always remember to go back and write stuff. I mean, with the large format, like when I take my four or five out, like yes, I have plenty of time yeah. to write down notes of what I shot and like aperture and developing and all that stuff. I really try to journal that stuff out just. Because, you know, sometimes I'll go six months without shooting a single shot and I forget what my developing speeds right. were, all that stuff. You know, it just gets kind of kind of lost in there sometimes. So it's just nice to have have a little notebook every once in yeah. a while. Mike does it right, too, <laughs> with those. I have, a, I, have a, I have a stack of those notebooks. Just I went ham on, on buying a bunch of them when, when they first came out. Yep. Bought them in bulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Andre, do you want to talk about your personal project now? A little while ago, I embarked on a six-week-long uh, project shot all on disposable cameras. Um, I had recently found a uh, Ilford HP5 disposable at my local camera store, and was really kind of blown away great. about the, you know, the fact that they yeah. made black and white disposables. I had seen, you know, in you know grocery stores and convenience stores, the little, you know, Kodak Fun Savers and the and the Fuji uh, Quick Snaps, I think they they're called. Um, so I knew that they existed for color, but I was really, really intrigued at the concept of shooting a black and white disposable. After that, I thought, you know, why not just kind of get all of them and, and sort of put them through the, the paces. I was initially planning <laughs> on on doing it as kind of like a like a really like a review type thing, like putting them a, a, like one against the other, but ended up just as I started bringing them with me to, you know, to and from class as my, my everyday carry just really kind of falling in love with the, you know, the, the way of shooting point and shoot cameras. She's not really thinking about it. Just it's the as best. soon as something interesting catches your eye. And that's not something that I, that I really do. I, I tend to prefer cameras that give me full manual control, um, cameras with a meter, yeah. uh, things like that. And so I just spent, you know, six weeks, more or less, you know, uh, one camera per week, just bringing it to and from class, you know, walking to class and, taking the bus and things like that. Three black and white cameras, the two by Ilford, the HP5 and the XP2 and the Lomography uh, black and white, and then three color. Kodak Fun Saver, Fuji Quick Snap, and the uh, color negative version of the Lomography. And once I, you know, had finished that entire project, I filmed a very short little uh, one take video on my YouTube channel. Just giving a little like project retrospective. It was the first time I'd ever done anything in front of the camera. First of all, you did you you were very well spoken. I have to say because I was oh, like, thank you. I Agreed. was like, wow, Agreed. he's really good at this. And I was like, it's, if you could see if you, I oh my god, my first time <laughs> talking on camera 
I like literally couldn't get through and I had a friend film me and I was like, do you, do you want to stop and we could just forget this? And he was like, no, we've come this far. You're not going to quit now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. see, part of it but, was that I had no idea. How, I still don't have really any idea of how to edit video. And so it was kind of like I either get this in one take or I don't do that's it. That's impressive because <laughs> I do it in 30 takes. So. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, after I put out the video, you know, I just kind of I wanted to do more with it. So. Uh, I went back and, and, you know, I watched a bunch of, of videos of, you know, everybody that I knew that was making zines and decided that that was something that I wanted to do. I, I don't print my pictures enough. I don't have a, you know, a, a, a high quality uh, printer here at home. And so I just went to CVS. I got, oof, it was around, I think I narrowed it down to, I think around like 86 uh, pictures. So I got 86, you know, cheap four by six prints laid them out all over yeah. the floor and just started mixing and matching and and putting together uh my first scene so hopefully that will in the in the beginning of 2018 be going out my my first yes. little attempt at, at self-publishing yes. zines are so fun no no news on a title yet i'm, I'm still trying to figure that out <laughs> <laughs> it'll come it and Chris, once again, like the enjoyment that I had of just, you know, sitting uh, on my bed and just flipping through Chris's first scene. What a Aww. what a great first first crack at it. I really enjoyed the pictures. I'm still Thank looking so for much. A, a frame, a frame to put the, the print in. It was great. That's that means so much. That's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you, man. I talk to people like once a week about printing. Like it's such a it's such a big thing for me. I, I started doing this thing. I don't know if I mentioned it on the We Believe in Film podcast, but I started doing this thing where when I take a picture of a house or an establishment or sometimes there's a dog that sleeps on one of my neighbor's porches and I'll take a shot of them, of the dog or the house, and I'll leave it on their porch. I'll make a print of it, put it in. Yeah, I have one that's going out tomorrow on my way to work. It's this house wow it's kind of dark in here but this house that i walk past every day i just started like slipping it in in their mailbox or you know putting it on their porch if i can't get to it and it's just such a little you know i haven't heard anything back i slip a business card in there it's not me trying to get work or anything crazy like that it's just like i take these pictures all the time i need to do something with them rather than sitting on a hard drive or even sitting in a photo album i i print all my photos too i always do like four by sixes after every roll if i remember to do it and i just need to keep doing stuff with it like i don't want to get stale i love that idea things just kind of go away oh man it's like since i started doing it it's like a whole new like high and rush of excitement like i can't wait to just on my way to work kind of like hop their fence and go put it on their porch or like slide it in the door and I don't know. I hope I get to talk to somebody that I've done it for. I did it the I did it two times previous. I, I gave a portrait of the dog, the neighbor's dog. I left that on their porch for them. And you can you can see it in their living room. Like if you walk past no way. their their house. It yeah, doesn't yeah, sound you can creepy see it at all. Room. It's crazy. They, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like outside of the window like Where's Where my photo? You know? <laughs> they better hung it up. <laughs> yeah, it's I I mean, yeah, and I'm it's just another thing to do, yeah. you know, and like I always want to, I I did, a, I'm about to announce the print giveaway that I did on my last YouTube too, and it's, I, I can't wait to just give a couple, I mean, don't get me wrong, I would love to be able to sell my work and like make a living from it, but 
it's it's so much work to do that. Like if if somebody wants to buy something, I'll just let them come to me. I'm not a right. salesman. I'm not, you know, buy these for 25. I tried that yeah. route and it's just it's kind of depressing when nobody wants to buy your photos. <laughs> so I just kind of <laughs> stopped posting photos to sale, but Matt, Matt Day, he just reached out to me in that deer photograph that I that I made. I saw that. Five. He was like He's like, man, I need a copy of that. And he was like, dude, I'll pay you for it. And I'm like, Matt, for everything that you've done, like, let me give this to you. Yeah. Like, let me give you this photo. Like, that's my thanks. Next one, I'm charging. <laughs> so this one, <laughs> this one's on me. But I just love printing. Like, I, I go through so much. Like, every time I stop at Best Buy, I just started carrying the ink that my printer uses. And again, my girlfriend's just like, you need ink again? I'm like, you don't understand. It takes yeah. eight cartridges. Like, yes, I need ink again. Like, Well, and it's a good thing that you shoot black and white because if you were shooting color and printing all of your work, ouch, that would. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, 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 and this printer, thankfully, most printers, it's weird. Like most, you know, like middle grade, low grade office printer, printer stuff, you know, stuff you can get at Walmart for 60, 70, 80 bucks. Like they use magenta or a cyan layer in their black and whites. And thankfully this, uh, the Canon Pro 100 that I have, it just uses, you know, black, black and gray and gray. And it does, you know, true black and white printing, which is definitely saves on the That's cash. my dream printer right there. Like, Dude, just just look for them. I mean, I this one was I think it was like three hundred and fifty dollars with a two hundred and fifty dollar rebate or something crazy. Oh like yeah, that. no, I I, I I always see the the rebates and every time you know I, I walk into to my camera store, they're they're always just like Andre, do you want to buy a printer? But it's a question of sort of like, and now I'm making up excuses, but like it's a question <laughs> of <laughs> it's a question of you know uh, space and size here in my in my small little apartment. Yeah, and also yeah. the fact that I don't know if I would have the consistency of, of like printing every day because, you know, I've heard that you, you have to sort of keep it consistent so that you don't clog up the print head and things like that. I don't know if I have that mm-hmm. discipline just yet. I'm, I'm still struggling to every once in a while go to CVS and get some four by sixes made. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, it's definitely not for everybody. And it is it is very pricey. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, and try to, you know, promote Canon and say that it's not expensive to do that. But it's uh, there. Even if I just go and print, I try to print at least one. I think I said three, two or three in my video. But that doesn't happen all the time, too. You know, it's just if I print one eight by ten. I feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of this. And, you know, if I ever get a phone call or an email or something that's like, hey, we would love you to show your work. I'm not going to I don't have to. Yeah, you're good. You know, like I have I have 13 by 19s of all my favorite photos and I have eight by tens and I have four by six books that people can flip through, too. If there's you know, if people want to buy a print or something, that's really cool. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. I'm just I'm just a spoiled photography human, just like everyone else. (laughs) You know, I just. Go and yeah. try to try to do as much as I can and, you know. It's inspiring. Thank I'll you. Okay. Sorry. It's <laughs> yeah. inspiring for, for me to see you. You're like, you do all of the things, you know, you shoot, you, you develop and you print. I'm just starting to get back in the developing side and I'm, I'm hoping that I'll stick with it this time. But printing for me, I remember we used to, you know, the big Epson printers that we had at photography school. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was like it's a lot to to maintain. I mean, especially if you're shooting color, you have to like color correct and make sure everything's right. 
it's so much easier yeah. to like send it out to a lab and just get the prints back. So I think it's really cool that you have a handle on all of it, Timothy. I definitely want to make, I'm not where I want to be though. Like, of course I want more, Yeah. you know, like I want to be able to do more and I want, I'm only allowed to have my photo stuff in one room. <laughs> hence why I have my office because I, uh, I tend to take, I, I'm like, I'm like a virus or like a vine. <laughs> I just kind of start taking over my environment <laughs> and with all my stuff and I've, when we moved in here, I was I was limited to this room <laughs> because before I had the kitchen, I had the in our last apartment, I had everything, and I was just like, okay, I'll compromise. You can have your pretty yeah. stuff, and then I'll just have the entire spare bedroom. Um, like your man I, cave. I want to put together like a little. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. And I, I still want to put together like a little wheelie cart because I have two beautiful, beautiful photo enlargers, like real photographic enlargers, and I used to have like a low budge dark dark room setup where I would wheel it into the bathroom Whoa. and have a nice little thing for my trays and I would do printing you know it was a part of the process but it's just uh it's I'm just not in a place right now where I can do that and I kind of want to I I feel like I'm cheating like I feel like I'm a cheater Why, with a Canon oh, not a real like, not a real film yeah. photographer if you yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 there's a bunch of like digital shooters around here and I talk to them all the time they're just like Oh man, you're you're uh oh what do they say? They 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 say it to me. Oh, you're a purist. Ah, They're yeah. just always like you're a purist. <laughs> and I'm like I I don't I was like I don't want my hard drive right. to crash where I lose everything. That's like, a good point. I know that my photographs I won't unless there is a house fire. God forbid. Like, please, Knock on wood. Yes. <laughs> unless there's a house fire, like my I'm not losing my photos and like I've I've done that. And I've had people tell me how they lost their yep. entire catalog. Yep. And it's just like, that is not happening to me. Like, I will not let that happen. So, yes, I'm a purist. I will I will die this person. <laughs> I used to shoot black and white. I used to develop my own rolls of film. And I used to go, I don't know if I've told the story before, but we had like a makeshift dark room under my parents' stairs in the basement. So my, <laughs> oh, yeah, my dad like taped, taped up all the holes in there and I like had a little room with no running water. So I literally had to like make the print and then run upstairs and rinse it off. Mm -hmm. So you having a little dark room on a wheelie cart. That's kind of funny to me because it reminds me of that. <laughs> it, it works. So a lot of people do that Just in the like, bathroom. When, you know, if you don't have your, yeah, if you don't have your own house, like I was at that point, I had a tiny Bessler, Bessler and larger that only did up to eight by 10. And it was perfect for what I was doing. I, I love five by sevens. If I were to make like darkroom prints again, wet prints, it would always be either five by sevens or eight by tens because those are just like perfect sizes. You know, I love big prints, but not everybody can host a big print mm -hmm. in their house. You know, it's kind of something that's custom. So it's, it's hard for me to want to print bigger but now i have a four by five enlarger and it's just sitting there and i can't wait it's killing me i'm just like today's you gotta the day. build the like a cart yeah you gotta me. like build yeah. it like outside of your apartment just like mm -hmm. a dark room but i i, pr I promised i wouldn't take over <laughs> well to your to funny. your credit timothy like all the times that i've seen your videos of you developing film like uh, the little area of your kitchen that you do it in, you 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 bring everything there, you develop, then you pack mm -hmm. everything up. Oh yeah. When I'm finished mm -hmm. developing, like the the floor of my bathroom is just covered in funnels and reels and <laughs> thermometers, <laughs> little snips of film after I've like I, trimmed I, it. I'm just that way. I I think I was raised like like that. My mom's like very very into a clean environment, you know, as her father was and stuff like that. So it's just kind of one of those things like 
organization is is key for me and just when like i look around my my little office now and it's just i have no more room like i'm bursting at the seams because one of our listeners uh michael mooney he just keeps sending me stuff and i'm like man uh, stop i have uh, no room send for it to it. me and he's no, like well, yeah <laughs> he's just like my girlfriend's gonna kill me if i don't get rid that's of that's too funny <laughs> by the way timothy where'd you get that um timer that you have because that's like an old school darkroom one Awesome story. Right when I was getting into uh, film photography, back into it and wanting to develop, are we have a, we have uh, two antique malls in in Franklin where I live, and they are just astronomical in price on anything. They have a Vivitar point and shoot that has no features whatsoever. It's just like one of those plastic boxes, and they have it on sale for thirty nine dollars. No. And it's just it's like one of those kind of places. <laughs> And I was cruising around, cruising around the store and tucked in the corner. I was, I was actually looking for picture frames and tucked in the corner by their, their old picture frames was the gray lab timer, darkroom so timer. So cool. And it was just sitting there and it was $20. That's amazing. Yeah. And it works great. It, I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, I love it's mine. it's one of my favorite. There's, oh, it's like one of my there's favorite. There's so many apps and things like that uh, for, you know, developing timers and stuff. But just the fact that, you know, a lot of times, especially if I'm doing inversions, like, yeah, I get some water or like mm-hmm. developer on my hands and I don't want to be touching my phone screen with that. Yeah. So. Phone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I can connect an enlarger to it. It's not the most precise for that. Usually you want kind of a digital, a digital box for enlarging. But when I first got into it, before I got my digital readout for the enlarger, that thing worked great. You know, it's just an all-around pretty I want awesome one now. Machine. And they're beautiful. Yeah, they are. It's just a cool piece, you know, like it's like a nice little... Can can you still get them? Where can I find one? You can get Grey Labs. You can find them on oh, eBay okay. or... They're a little pricey. Probably like around 100 bucks oh, or so. I'll save my pennies. If you if you don't find your Canonette, ask yeah, for that's a, a, a Grey Lab timer. <laughs> <For> Christmas. <laughs> I think once you have your success of developing a roll of black and white, you're gonna be you're gonna be hooked. Yeah, it's, it's gonna like, save me so much money too because I bought all the chemicals and I spent like 60 bucks, and then I was like, wow, I spent 27 dollars on that last roll that I I pushed. So yeah. I was like, I'm already into it (laughs) my bank will thank my bank account will thank me so will your your mind and heart you know that's that's where i get my most and the most out of it is it's through that quiet time Mm -hmm. of you know developing and it's such like a good time to like reflect and just chill you know just take it in it's it's just as good as putting a camera around my neck and walking out the door with no no boundaries you know just kind of cruising taking photos it's just such i don't know it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing and i'm i'm stuck on it man and i think i think it'll be good for you yeah i'm excited a good little i'm a little little nervous too but more excited than nervous that's that's (laughs) good if you were overly confident you would be screwing it up (laughs) so you want to be nervous until you get a grip on it you know and then imagine timothy once she starts developing color yeah, yeah, could you imagine yeah. that I'll be like, who am I right now? <laughs> who would this person I become? I think, I mean, develop black and white for like half yeah. a year, and then you'll have the confidence to move on to color. It's it's really not much different. As long as you can bring the chemical to temp, you're, you're yeah. golden. Yeah. You know? like that's all it is. What I, what I, I actually started uh, developing color maybe three weeks after I started developing black and white, and the reason why I wasn't 
uh, scared was because uh, I think I actually got this idea off of Dylan Barnes from from now developing. I use like a sous vide. Oh, uh, Dylan. Yeah. I use a, a sous vide, uh, which I had previously used to, to cook for, just as a, a temperature-controlled like water bath. The, the big plastic tub that I used to store all my bottles of chemicals in, I just fill that up with, yeah. with water, stick the sous vide in, set it to, to 102, and just kind of uh, walk away. I, I'm usually sort of loading up my reels while the water's heating up, and everything Ooh, is you know cool. down to like one-tenth of a degree Fahrenheit. So it, it wow. completely takes all of the... The anxiety out of developing color. I oftentimes, you know, it takes more setup time because I have to, you know, get out the sous vide and heat up the water and stuff. But once everything's heated up, it's easier than than black and right. white, especially because I push most of my stuff to, to 1600. So my developing times are like yeah. at 16 minutes. Wow. Yep. It's so much quicker. I mean, it's always three and a half mm-hmm. minutes. That's so cool. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we're going to ask a question from one of our listeners. This question comes from Mr. Casey Face on Instagram. He's, he asks, are film stocks this, the same as far as 35, 120, and 40, 4x5 go? Example, Ilford HP5 comes in 35mm, 120mm, and 4x5. Is that all the same type of film, or are they just cut differently? Or are the emulsions different? Timothy, what do you think? I'll start. Yeah. I think... Just from what I've seen from, you know, Ferrania and kind of the behind the scenes of things that it's all the same. I think it's all one sheet and they cut it into 35 and 120. And like we were saying earlier when, you know, when we were discussing this pre-show, I I feel like I'm not a big fan of, I I know this is blasphemy of saying this right now. I'm kind of scared. (laughs) The thumbs down I'll get by saying this, but I'm not the biggest HP5 fan. Like, I enjoy it, but it's not my to-go-to. When you start going into the 4x5 realm, it's one of the cheaper boxes of film. You know, Kodak is is definitely always more expensive for some reason in 4x5. And shooting HP5 in 4x5, I actually love it. It, it, it. I feel like the grain structure's a little different, or something's different about it. But I feel like it, it has to all be on the same roll. Like, yeah. it, it, maybe it's just, maybe it's just because I don't push it as much when I shoot four by five. I'm looking for a cleaner negative. And I mean, that's the only beef I have with HP5 is, is just the grain structure. It's not, it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I know it's, I know it's a lot of, a lot of people's favorite film and, uh, I hate saying that, but I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's different in four by five. I don't know. Andre, what do you think? What do you, what do you know? What do you think? So one thing that I have noticed, and I'm not sure whether or not this is an argument against it being all on one sheet or, or not, but when I am yeah. doing a pre-wash of Tri-X in 120, the, the water that comes out of the tank is, oh gosh, what is the color? I think it's like kind of bluish purplish. Whereas I don't get that yeah. at all with mm-hmm. 35. So I don't know if that's some kind of like anti-halation layer that they put on on the 120 that's not on the 35. But the wash water that, that comes out in, in different sizes can, you know, vary. I think in 35, my Portra comes out pink. Whereas my 120 Portra comes out dark green uh, when I do my pre-wash. Yeah, that's so weird. Now that you say that, yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure, but... In terms of the actual sort of results that you get, yeah, no, I definitely see a, a difference. I think that when I'm shooting 35, you know, I'm usually 
pushing Tri-X to 1600 in my M6. And then my main kind of go-to in medium format is usually uh, Tri-X pushed to 1600 in my Roloflex. And the grain structure that you get and the overall look, I think is very different. Not only in terms of like the amount of grain, but it looks much grittier in, in 35 than it does in, in 120. Yeah. And once again, that's not a size thing. It's more of like the characteristics. And my, even, you know, same developing time, same everything. Uh, my negatives out of my M6 are much more contrasty than, and much, much more contrasty than the same emulsion, at least we hope, you know, push the same amount, develop at the same time in 120 on my Roloflex. So I, I'm not sure. That's that's actually a question that I've been thinking about a long for a long time. Yeah, I think we all need to do our homework. We might, on we, this yeah, one I was gonna say, might, we'll research this one and get a better answer. Because with with Ektar, like Ektar is one of my favorite color color yeah. stocks to shoot. I mean, obviously not for portraits or anything like that, but for like the the streetscapes and landscapes and stuff like that that I do. Uh, it, it looks different on 120 than it does in 35. Mm-hmm. Like 35 has, I feel like it's more vivid than the 120 for some reason. I'm not really sure why. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. We, we need to research it. We need to look it up. Sorry, we weren't more of a, <laughs> a help. Hopefully what we said kind of made sense. Maybe you're noticing the same things. Like maybe that's why he brought the... But yeah. honestly, like I think that that, that really kind of can, can translate into, you know, decisions that you, you make. Go ahead and, and try your, your favorite stock in a different uh, size and see if you like it. You know, you may really like Tri-X in 35, but not like the way that it renders in 120. Mm-hmm. And so it's perfectly yeah. fine to shoot... You know, Tri-X in 35mm and then HP5 in 120 if that's the, the look that you want to go for. That's a good point. Well, thank you for that question, uh, Mr. Casey Face. We really appreciate it. And guys, you can still send us questions at our email address, analogtalkpodcast at gmail.com, or just send us a, a quick message on Instagram and we'll answer these questions with our guests. So we really appreciate you guys doing that for us. Andre, did you think of a photo challenge yet? I did. So... Uh, one of the running themes of this week uh, from a bunch of people that I've talked to have been little kind of mistakes and, and accidents in uh, film photography, be they, you know, uh, accidental multiple exposures or... Oh, yeah. Uh, I got light, some photos for this or one. Or <laughs> light leaks because you open the bottom of your of your Leica camera without rewinding uh-huh. the film back into that. I did that today, so we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> but the, the, the challenge that I have to your listeners is submit the, the photo that is a mistake in one way, but is a beautiful mistake. The the one that was not intended, but that you actually really appreciate and that you find beautiful. That's man. I, love I um that. shot a whole. I think I shot two rolls of film in my Canonet that the seals need to be re- seals need to be replaced. And I was like, mm. I was like, oh my, this row film, it's like all messed up. And somebody was like, keep it, don't fix it. And I was like, no, oh, I gotta fix it. <laughs> as much as this is cool, I like don't want a camera just for for light leaks. <laughs> yeah, just for light leaks. It's cool though. I I definitely that's the thing. Like I like this because it it lets us go back to the archive and and you know yeah. pick something from that. Like I kind of wish I had one of those though, like kind of like your light leaked yeah. Canonet. I would love or to go out and like make some our funny. Our former guest, uh, Wendy Laurel, she does it on purpose. Oh, like yeah, film soup she does and film stuff. soup. Yeah. She'll op- she'll open the back of her camera like for like engagement and wedding sessions. Like she'll just open it up, mm-hmm. close it at- back up, and like she knows she's gonna get an awesome image out of it. And I think that's so rad. That is so. Like, ballsy, she's so cool. Man, I know. Just, like, uh, <laughs> 
Good one. Good yeah. one, Andre. So, listeners, you could post that to our Flickr group. It's We're just Analog Talk Podcast on there. And, again, the discussions are awesome that you guys are posting there, too. Um, a little community of photos and discussions. So keep keep that up. And like Timothy mentioned last time, we're, we're going to try and put a little zine together of our listeners' work. So yeah, for stay sure. tuned. It's definitely keep an eye out for 2018 yes. on that. Cool. Well, Andre, where can everybody check you out and your camera that you've got coming down the line on Kickstarter? So my uh, personal Instagram is at adominguez64. Um, I also have a website that's called uh, timelessstreets.com. Uh, you can follow updates on the Ham Camera Company um, at the boxes back on all of the social medias. Uh, we're also working right now on a, on a website. Uh, and as soon as that's out, um, I'll send that over to you guys as well. But uh, yeah, we're gonna push it pretty much sure. search the 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 hashtag um, the boxes back, and you'll find it on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, etc. I love that hashtag. Yeah. Check it out, guys! It is it is a really cool little camera. I'm excited. And also one one little thing, it's going to be coming for a, a price that you know a lot of people are going to be very happy about. In comparison to to some of these other new film cameras, I know that we obviously want to support them, but uh, for a lot of people, you know, spending a huge amount of money on on a on a new camera isn't always the the most feasible thing. So, great, awesome. Well, we we appreciate that. Timothy, where can everybody check you out? All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups, and um, I try to do every Wednesday for my. YouTube channel. I make film photography related YouTube videos. Um, so keep an eye out for that. You can just uh, go to youtube.com slash Timothy Makeups. Click subscribe. Watch some videos. Also, I do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast solely off the top of my head called We Believe in Film. I, I kind of just ramble on about, you know, the woes and the, the pros of photography. Um, you can find that on Anchor FM. That's uh, We Believe in Film. That's also on iTunes and Google Play. Chris, where are you um, at? So I am Chris B, as in Bartolucci, um, not crispy <laughs> as in Krispy Kreme. Uh, Chris B, photo on all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I'm Chris B, shoots film for all my film photos on Instagram. And then we are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk podcast on instagram we also have a facebook page you can like and a facebook group you can join and hang out with us so please please join us in the facebook group i love i love the facebook group um we also have a patreon that we're going to be updating very soon with exclusive content so if you guys want to support us in any little way uh we greatly appreciate it patreon.com slash analog talk and we also have pins (laughs) sorry this is a lot uh big cartel (laughs) Uh, analog talk i think i'll i'll put i'll push it out uh if you guys want to get a little pin and, and support us that'd be awesome too so and everybody who has so far we thank you thank you thank you yeah thank you so much guys and thank we you do this, it's great we do this for the love of uh love of film so we appreciate you guys yeah this has been awesome thank you andre for for joining us this is we've been talking about having you on for a long time so we're glad we finally got, got the chance to chat with you thank you guys it was great thank you all right guys uh we'll see you in the next one bye see you next week bye
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.